0: How many different meanings are there for what our children say? Today we're going to talk about our language, our words, and how it is that we say our words to mean one thing, and our kids will do something that does indeed match the words, but it's not what we meant. Or they don't do what we say, but yet they didn't know that they didn't know that they didn't do what we said. So come along for this little conversation on vocabulary and how we can mix it up, not knowing that we're all mixing it up. Does your child have a speech language delay and you really want them to talk? Do difficult behaviors derail home life and you know the frustration is a communication struggle. Does your child see a speech therapist and you wonder, what do they do? And how can I help? If these are similar questions are in your mind, this podcast is for you. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I am a speech language pathologist that has worked with children from birth to 21 for three decades, and in my classrooms, I see you wanting to connect with the heart of your child, but their speech and language skills create a barrier. So if you have a kiddo that has difficult behaviors, needs to expand their language, or learn to say speech sounds, and maybe even receives speech therapy, stay tuned because in this podcast, you will learn how to use your daily life as a tool to communication practice and how to do that practice You will become confident knowing you are making the difference you want to make. And you will hear success stories of parents who have navigated these struggles already. We'll do this all while focusing on building deep, meaningful connection and confidence in your kiddo. So grab a cup of coffee along with a notebook and pen. It's time to speak in the way your child's brain understands. And that is the language of play. Welcome back, friends. Today, we're going to have a short show. The reason we're having a short show is because I want to give you one concept, one topic, and I'm hoping that it just spools and noodles in your head. And I'm hoping that by the end of this, you will have an idea of what you're going to notice about yourself and about your child. But before we begin, I'm going to read a review. Women's Holistic Living left five stars and titled her review, Best Show for Helping Kids. She writes, if you're a mom and you need help getting your child to listen better, this is the show for you. Great and Practical Strategies. That is what I'm aiming for. Thank you for leaving a review. And if any of you have not left a review yet, I will ask you to head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll down and click where it says leave a review in little purple letters right below the stars and leave a review. I am so appreciative of all of the reviews that come. And also, if you have a question or a topic that you would like me to address on this podcast, I love to hear from listeners, and I would love to address the topic that you leave. As a reminder, coaching enrollment is open, and if you would like some help figuring out how you can get your kids to listen, then email me at hello at the language of play and we'll set up a conversation. Now let's get into today's show. So our topic today is about vocabulary. It is about when our vocabulary words mean so many different things. And as our kids grow up, they learn one meaning in this context and a different meaning in another context. And they don't necessarily realize that this is the same word or this is a different meaning. We think that they got it because they seem like they have it. But remember, their behavior tells you whether or not they actually do get it. Here's an example right from the get-go. An example that is something that I did with my kids early on until I realized. And that was, I'd say, can you take out the trash? Can you put these away? Can you put on your shoes? From the earliest ages and then scattered later, my kids would say to me, yes, yes and then not act on it. I was reminded of this just this last weekend when I saw another child do that with their parents. It was a little one that was learning how to talk, and the grandpa was reading and said, Can you say broom? And he nodded his head yes. Finally, the grandpa said, Say broom. And the little one said, Broom. Nowhere along the way was this little one trying to be disobedient. Can you is simply a yes or no question. But how many of us ask a question that is actually a yes or no question and we expect compliance? It's the same with the word listen. When we say, my child doesn't listen, sometimes we mean that they don't do as told. And sometimes we mean they don't pay attention. And sometimes we mean they aren't hearing us. Most often, we mean that they're not paying attention. But yet, many times we think listening means compliance, at least in our standard of behavior sometimes. But it's not what our children are understanding. When my children were small, I was pretty good about teaching them skills, like how to do different things when they were small. As they got older, that's when the holes really showed up. And the holes in what you have and haven't taught and what they have and have not understood really show up in those teen years. Because the brain expansion that happens in those teen years is very similar to the brain expansion that happens when a child is a toddler. There is so much neural activity going on that it is very likely that there's misfires. Their prefrontal cortex is developing in the teen years, and suddenly they start to become aware of what a word means in different contexts in a different way than they realized it earlier. They start to think more critically about the things that happened that they listen to. So suddenly, when you ask your teen, can you take out the trash? They're pondering, and they're stopped for a moment, wondering, is that a question? or a direction. And in that pause, it seems like they're deciding whether or not they're going to obey. Sometimes they're thinking in their head, which one is it? Because they're suddenly realizing that it could be either one. And then the unfortunate thing is that many times they just decide in their own mind which it is, and then they answer. So when they answer yes, we think they're going to do it. But their yes doesn't always mean that they're going to do it. It means that they answered, yes, I can. Now, I know to some of you, that sounds absolutely crazy. Because at 14, they knew that you meant a direction. But at 16, they don't. Rewind back to the toddler years. The same thing is going on. They hear and they think, I can. And they answer yes, but it doesn't mean they'll do it. And this experience is more exaggerated if you have a child with autism or a child with another type of speech or language delay. Here are some examples. Sometimes our children know cover, but they don't know cap. Sometimes they know squeeze the toothpaste, but when you tell them to push the toothpaste up, they are lost on it. There are many ways we express things. Clean your face, wash your face, wipe your face. So we need to go over these things with our children so many times that we have used all of the language that means the thing we want. You might ask your child if they wiped the counter. And they know washing the face. So therefore they washed the counter, but they didn't wipe the counter And even things like that can be confusing for young kids. And we don't catch on that it's confusing for them at all because they know a word in a certain context, but they don't necessarily transfer the meaning from one context to the next. We really expect this of our teenagers. But by nature, a teenage brain is in the same rapid growth expansion as the toddler's brain. So expect misfires. What they knew yesterday... They don't know for a day or two and then they'll resume knowing it. This is normal during adolescence because their brain is expanding so fast, they truly just have misfires. And it's not personal, it's not an attack, it's not a disobedience. Of course, sometimes all these things are true, but when I'm talking about language development and learning routines, and our kids want to do these things too, we can't assume that they're against us. And even if they are, pro tip here, we know sometimes our kids are deliberately rebelling. We know that sometimes they're lying and all of the different behaviors that we don't like. But when we treat them as if we believe in them and we give them a direction as if they need practice, more times than not, that behavior will start to just disappear. It will evaporate because the triggers that they throw at you didn't work. We don't take the bait. We treat it as if they need practice at being able to do this skill. And we keep the topic outside of ourselves. So I'm not negating that there are challenges that our kids put forth that are truly triggering on purpose. That's not what we're really focused on today. Today, we're focused on the the semantic difference. How many times our children don't do as they're told, or they do something opposite as told, or just kind of different from what we're told, but they think that they've done what they're supposed to. And that might just be to answer, yes, yes, Even though this kind of confusion, it's called semantics, the different meanings that words have in different contexts, and how many meanings a word has. Even though this is more pronounced in the toddler and teen years, it's true all through childhood. So no matter where you are in the process, my challenge to you today is to notice what you say. Notice what part of your direction may or may not be clear. Notice what part your child complies with immediately and then also consider whether or not there is another way to understand the very thing you said. Because there will come a day that they understand it differently. As their brain grows and expands, they will suddenly understand the same thing differently. So for any of you that choose to take this on, I love it. And I would love to hear your story. What is it that you notice that you say that your child looks at you, pauses, and does something different? And can you consider what you said and that maybe they did do it from another perspective? Well, I hope this makes sense to you. And I hope that you write me and tell me your story. Because I love hearing listener stories. Hey parents, I hope you found this episode helpful. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and share it with a friend who also lives or works with children? I would really appreciate it if you would leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. I read every review and it lights me up to know that this show is making a difference. Then come join my Facebook community where you'll meet other parents who are dedicated to helping their children grow too. You'll find the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining me, now it's time to go. Let's pop our kiddos in the strollers and go look around outdoors and see what we have to talk about.